Hey, hey, everybody. Hi. Hi, Hi, pod world. What's up? Welcome to our Better Already podcast, where we try to make each other and you feel better already about living through a global pandemic. Frig. Just for example. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) We're better already now. There's no place I'd rather be than right here and now. Good morning, Shannon. Hey, Kel. How are you? I'm good. Oh, I'm good. I'm so glad. I was just literally when you were answering, I was writing one more thing down on my notepad. And so I got slightly minimally distracted. I'm very sorry, but I'm here. I'm with you now. What was your answer? You're good? <laughs> well, let's just say, well, explain what's going on. We'll say hello, everybody. Yes. Hi out there. Hi, world. Hey, and how we're showing up this morning is a, a little bit slapdash fast, squeeze it in. Right, Shannon? Yes. That's yes. that's post-pandemic life now. We don't have the the lollygagging factor of the pandemic. <laughs> which I think we were aptly covering in the last episode, which yeah. I spent the better part of yesterday editing. So I it's interesting. I feel really involved in us and this podcast right now. Are you saying I'm not? <laughs> no. No, actually, no. And also, you might feel a bit the same because we have had less time between recording. Isn't that right? Yeah. That's true. So today we're recording. It's Wednesday, July 14th at Mm -hmm. 9 a.m. That's when we're recording. Usually we record on Saturdays. Yeah, yeah. And it's been a bit with the summer on and weekends and here, there and everywhere. I'm going to be away this weekend taking my kid up to camp. So we had to squeeze her in. No, it's perfect. And for me, soccer is back, as I've talked about. So soccer is a very time-consuming sport, and Saturdays have been busy with that. So I'm happy to be meeting with you right now. It's amazing. I'm happy, happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I'm very conscious of the last episode we did. Refresh me. Refresh me in case, and and anyone else who didn't listen. What did we say? Was I crying? (gasps) I was. Oh, you were. It was the big dementia, Alzheimer's society episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. There were a couple of quick things I wanted to reassure myself and the audience about, I think okay. I should just out, out of the gate because I was in quite a scary place with all that. I did call the Alzheimer's Society. Oh, good. And it was incredible. The counselor social worker I spoke with not only had the most insight into this disease and what I'm going through than uh, anybody ever, like the nuances of it. It was incredible. She also had all this incredibly practical, helpful um, encouragement, information. Kelly here has lots of clarity. Beautiful. It's so complicated. I still have to read things over and over and I still have to at some point take steps, but it was very reassuring. So anybody out there who may have been relating to what I was talking about, I can't tell you how helpful it is. And also to, to let people know. And I guess we once talked about how Sean was very involved with the Alzheimer's Society. So he would know this too. His family. Yes. His grandma passed away. Yeah. Yeah. So there are different tiers of help. So the the first round of help, which I had, which was very helpful, is your first kind of connection when you're starting on the journey, the kind of first intake you do as a client. And what happened is that my 
my therapist connected me with with a social worker who's next level. And indeed, she is. And I just want to shout out to the non-for-profits out there, yes. the Alzheimer's Society, the Parkinson's Society. These are non-for-profits. So they're, um, they're kind of t- seem to be more effective and well-functioning than the government. I'm sorry, than the government supported. That, um, well, that only makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That only makes sense. Yeah. So lo- lots of reassurance and help on that end. And, uh, and also I think too, just, you can't underestimate throwing somebody who's got memory issues. You can't under underestimate how, when their routine gets upset or there's new things introduced as helpful as they are, it, it does add to the, the, that word I used, the very friendly word of the discombobulation. And, and my mom is, uh, has settled in and we do have some, I do have a couple of plans moving forward to help her now that hopefully COVID is allowing for more congregation of seniors, like some good, like group kind of some social programs. Yeah. Yeah. Social programs. Perfect. And that leads perfectly into what I was going to say about social programs and our children. So I know yours is heading off to camp. Mine have already head off to camp. They're doing day Mm -hmm. camp and oh my God, how amazing it is to have our children and our seniors back in social settings because that is humans need it so bad. Picking up your sweaty, sunburned little ragamuffins at the end of the day. (laughs) It's just, I mean, the sunburns suck, but it's beautiful. And I feel, I hope that you have that same feeling with your mom, just like seeing her out in the world again and like having those little glimpses of normalcy and like what it's supposed to be and people sharing the load with you. It's beautiful. Yeah, I'm really, really hopeful about uh, this thing called an adult day program. Beautiful. I'm on a list for where mom can go. And the idea is that she's kind of volunteering because she is a former VON. Oh, nice. Which is a Victorian order of nursing. So she can have her issues, but also be helpful and be functional. It's beautiful. So um, that's exactly that. I'll go with her. But then if she likes it and is okay with it, there'll be even just one day a week. That's normal and that's good. And I think like we all need that, like purpose, you know, (laughs) never mind. I was going to make a bad analogy, but yes, purpose is completely wonderful. And also sometimes funny because so my kids, I I take my son, he's been going to the same sports soccer camp forever. He's, he, I just open the car door. He runs away. Like there, I don't need to help him at all. And so my daughter, I have her and her girlfriend. I'm driving them both in the mornings because I am blessed enough to not really have a job right now. So I, I'm happy to drive them <laughs> and to have to, t- I have to take them to the door, right? It's also like at a busy corner downtown Toronto Yeah, uh, at the Y, right? You know the Y. Dovercourt Y? Yeah, the big Y. And so I take them and the counselors who are in and of themselves children, in my opinion, like 16, 17 year olds, <laughs> yeah. their masks and their clipboards, they have to check them in, right? Like COVID wise. Yes. So I haven't really listened to before or paid attention, but today I was the first parent there. So I heard the 16 year old asking my eight year old the COVID questions. <laughs> have you left the country in the past 14 days? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> and honestly, like, it just made me laugh because, sure, you asked them that on the first day, but where has she been since yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like, they right. ask every day. And then it's so stupid. And then he says, uh, has your doctor advised you to self-quarantine? Because Like, it's the same questions they ask you everywhere you go, right? Yeah, and yeah. my daughter, and so her friend, who's like a little 
firecracker goes, I haven't even seen my doctor in like two years. (laughs) (laughs) I just, the whole thing struck me as so funny because honestly, teenagers, no disrespect. I'm sure he's not listening to this podcast. You're a child (laughs) asking children about their COVID (laughs) symptoms. And it's just asinine. It's asinine. Like, yeah. oh my God, so pointless. And I really, I am not belittling. I mean, anyone who listens to this podcast knows we're not belittling COVID and all that stuff, but it's just getting to this point where we're like, really, really? We're still asking ourselves this? Like, it's just, oh my God, so funny. So anyway, it was, uh, it was a little laugh to start my day. And then I came back here and my second suite is that I am going away for the night tomorrow to see some <gasps> friends. And yeah. I'm just pumped. I'm like, I'm pumped mixed with like that thing that moms, I think it might only be moms. I don't know. Maybe dads can correct me that when you go away, you have to plan everything. So it's like just as much work to go away as to stay because <laughs> you have to like pre-make the lunches and write the list and tell everyone where the drop-offs are and write down all the phone numbers and, you know, all those yeah. to make sure I have enough dog food. So it's like that running list of things that I have to get done today so that I can go away, but it'll be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm in a, a similar zone with that because today, um, after we finish recording, it's all about getting like, oh, Shannon, I waited to the stupid last minute to look at the camp pack list, oh, like the God. sleepover pack list. And she's a three-week camper, not a one-weeker. And I'm like, she needs seven washable masks. She needs... Oh three pairs of PJ. She needs four bathing suits. And you know, it's like, I mean, these kids are growing so quickly. Yeah. I've just spent a year basically ordering everything kind of online anyway. And so anyway, today we're, we got to get out there and get a bunch of stuff. And I don't know what I was thinking because I'm reading through all these camp information forms and what they need and all this sort of stuff. And I'm thinking, oh, it's like really weird that like she doesn't need to get a COVID test before she goes. Oh God. Hmm. I guess they've really got it locked down there. So I don't know. I'm just an idiot. And the, um, yeah. So the email, the sort of email is your camper will be arriving on Sunday, July the 18th and will not be allowed into the camp uh, unless you have emailed their negative COVID PVR test <laughs> that came in last night. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, I wrote to her dad and I'm like, um, did you, did you get any information about this? So. So what's happening? You know what I did? I Googled how to get a PVR COVID test. What's PVR stand for? That's what I wanted to know. I don't know. Oh. Like, <laughs> maybe it's something that means it's not a rapid test. It's not a spit test. It's like the nose test. Oh, okay. Any well, anyway, I I ended up at the um, Huron Perth Health Alliance, and I just went through all that and click on to find places where you can get them. And I ended up calling. It turned out our local shoppers drug mart. I talked to the nicest pharmacist or person wow. in the world, and she was like, "Yeah, we can get her in tomorrow at one, and it's usually three to four days." And I was like, "Okay, I need like, and if she gets a negative result, I need it within three to four days, but I have to leave to drive her up north on Friday." Like she was just very helpful. And I just thought, oh, this is going to work out. Like shoppers will help me out. And Oh, good. But it kind of flew in out of the blue. And and also, I remember I told you that I couldn't record today at one o'clock because I'm taking them for hair haircuts, my mom and my yes. daughter. Yes. 
that's tomorrow. COVID test is today. What I'm just like. Oh, all over the place. I'm just packing in. Yeah. Getting everybody sorted out and groceries and can't, I'm, I'm with you. I don't want to bore. But look at but. you though, still editing and getting all this stuff done. Like, oh, good for you. I mean, I think yeah. it speaks to things that I talk about a lot and we talk about a lot on this podcast is, you know, it's like baby steps, right? Nothing has to be perfect. It's just progress. If you want something, you just take these little baby steps towards it, right? So yeah, we were patient with each other. We changed the times we moved them around and we didn't put ourselves aside and our creative endeavor aside. So high five for us. So even though we're going to get all these people in our lives organized and eating Lunchables and having COVID tests, we're still doing our thing, you know? That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. I think. Yeah, I do too. And I uh, I loved our, our little trying to reschedule email exchange when you called us hashtag partners. It made me oh. just feel so happy. Yay. Yeah. Yay for us. So what else is happening? So you have camp coming yeah. up. That's amazing. Yeah. Where are we at with your play? Okay. I, well, I have got a suite which relates to theater and the play. Mm-hmm. Tell me. I went and saw a show last week. Where? What? When? How? I saw a show, the Here For Now Festival opened. And so behind the beautiful Bruce Hotel, there's a a really nice open air tent and a stage and very well spaced, very, I've got to say, comfortable chairs. I mean, it was a very comfortable experience going to the theater. You weren't crushed in. Were you inside or outside? We were, uh, well, the tent is obviously oh a tent oh sorry yes yeah so it's like a big white like a wedding tent did it have sides or was it just like the sides were mostly rolled up but it was raining and I was actually glad it was raining because part of me is going there to watch a play because I'm going to be doing a play there and I want to see what it's like when it's raining and it's loud and it's wet and smart yeah because the open airness of the tent we can choose to have it up so we can use the field behind and have a more in theater they called a more sort of it's not really site specific but use the landscape Longish story short. No, it's good. I'm like, you're setting the scene. Yeah. And it was, it was funny because I looked in and it's kind of like, I think people just naturally did this. When you go online to get a ticket for a Here For Now show, you write them a note and say, myself and my friend and my daughter are coming, just for example. Mm -hmm. They'll bundle bubble you with three Mm -hmm. seats. They'll kind of put them closely together. Oh, I see. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's enough space in there that they can have single seats and space them out and have three together. I can't wait to come and see your play. I can't wait. Are the tickets on sale now? They're on sale now. Yeah. Oh, I should do it. Here for now. Here for now. I'm typing it in so I don't forget later. I'll send you the link and I'll even, okay. uh, I will, I will, I will post a f- freaking photo better. of an owl painting and the Here for Now Festival. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to Kelly McIntosh, if you go to me on Facebook, I think any of the sharing I've done on the festival is uh, links you there. Yeah, like it's not private. You can actually see that stuff. So, um, oh God, it was so beautiful. But I want to say it was interesting because there's no kind of leave your mask on rule. And 85% of the audience, like when they are going to these when you go to an outdoor patio, I don't know about you, but people sit down, they do their order, and then they, they take, take their, their mask off. off. Yeah, of course. Well, people sat down in the theater and they took their masks off. And it feels like that's a little bit of a, are we supposed to? Aren't we? I don't really know. And then eventually I did. And then partway through the performance, somebody kind of, you know. Coughed. Tw- yeah, 12 feet away did the theater cough thing. And they're like, <laughs> like even 
It's like, I wish I had my mask on. Like the psychology of, yes, of of starting to take the masks off, even, oh, anyway. So there I am. And I'm thrilled because there's two lovely actors. And one of them I have a really long history with, like who I worked with. I worked with this guy, you know, when I was 26 and really young and, and he's a wonderful actor and I haven't seen him for a long time. And, and they did the show and I was really nervous about it because one of the themes is like the show is called Goldfish okay, by Steve Ross and directed by Steve Ross and who's an, a longtime favorite actor at the festival, but it's his first play he's ever written. He did a great job and it's about two people. One of them is a, a man sitting on his front porch who has short-term memory problems big time. And then the other character is a woman who's living across the street, who's just started a daycare. She's moved to town because her husband got a job and her marriage is falling apart. Oh. It's this thing of every time she goes to see him, she's like, hey, hi. And he's like, what's your name? But every day, like it's like- She says something different? He, no, no, she'll say, it's me, Shannon. (laughs) And she figures out right away, her name's Shannon. Oh, And he'll go, Sharon? And she'll go, Shannon. And then very quickly, she figures out that he has these short-term memory problems. But they end up having these really deep discussions, conversations, helping each other about his past and his life and what's going on in her life. And it, it, it's pretty brilliant because it doesn't take you down that, oh, God, my loved one is losing their mind road of tragedy. Right. It actually just shows what are the b- beautiful things that are about a person with memory problems and how oh, wow. they can be really in the moment. They can be your friend. You can have a relationship. I'm going to recommend that. Oh, yeah. I was loving it. And then I... um. I called John. Like I, I didn't get a chance to talk to him after the show, and we we just talked about how it's takes some guts to get on a stage. Like there's more going on. It's not the usual opening night nerves. Hmm. It's not only I haven't been on stage for a year because that happens to actors. It's something that has to do with the thaw, like coming out of COVID. And when mm-hmm. think about people working in the theater, I get that. Yeah, for a very long time or for a very intense time, we felt like it I know it doesn't seem realistic, but when we really didn't know what was going on with the pandemic, it felt like theater might be over. It felt as though theater companies were not going to survive financially because they're they're only by a thread. So the Stratford Festival, they're opening up shows intense as well. I think all across the country, the world. Some people are going indoors for theater right now. Some people are going outdoors for theater. But these actors, these theater people, these playwrights, directors, stage managers, they've been through something really kind of um, scary. The opposite of magical, <laughs> whatever that word is. <laughs> yeah. And my my heart goes out to them. And in fact, Laura, who plays Shannon, uh, there's an article in the Globe and Mail where she talks about the adrenal rush that she had you know, stepping out on that stage that first time with an audience. So anyway, there's some subconsciously things going on in the theater world. That's amazing. I'm, I can't wait to go and see you. I can't wait. I can't believe I'm doing a show. I can't believe I it. can. I can. I can totally believe it. Well, what you were saying actually just made me think of um, the book I'm reading. I think I mentioned it last week, but uh, maybe it got mm. cut because I haven't listened to your edit yet. But I'm reading a book called Everything is Figureoutable. 
everything is figure outable, which is awesome and very motivational. And I just happened to this morning read a passage about exactly what you're talking about, about what? like feelings of like, yeah, like jitters and anxiety and nervousness and sort of like on the path of trusting your own intuition, right? And not getting completely bogged down in like the I can'ts and I won'ts and I what ifs, that kind of thing. So she tells this little, I'm going to read it. It's like less than a paragraph about oh, um, yeah, great. Bruce Springsteen. I literally have it right here because I was just reading it like an hour ago. So she says, legend has it that when Bruce Springsteen is about to go on stage in stadiums full of screaming fans, the boss feels a host of physical sensations in his body. And he says, just before I go on stage, my heart beats faster, my hands sweat, my legs go numb I'm as if I'm getting pins and needles. Then I get a tight feeling in the pit of my stomach that starts to spin around and around. When I get all those feelings, I know I'm excited, pumped, and ready to go on stage. Isn't that exciting? Awesome. So they say he's chosen to believe that the vibrations and sensations in his physical being are telling him he's prepared. Yeah. That just yeah. hit me because I get like that. Like before job interviews, I'm like crapping my pants or like before we, you know, certain things that make me anxious, like if something big is coming up. Yeah. But I've never really heard it phrased that way to flip the feelings instead of like, I'm not ready. This will be a horrible. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shit myself because I'm a horrible person. <laughs> to be like, this is my body, like doing me a favor, like giving me this burst that I need, you know? Yes, yes, yes. And he, and I mean, he is one of the most infamously entertaining. Yes. Entertainers. Like energized people of all time. Yeah. Well, my husband has seen him obviously several times and partied with him once. So we'll have to have him tell you that story sometime. Oh, right. Because we are hopefully going to have Sean on as a, yes. a guest. I'm hopeful too. Yes, I would love that. Yeah, which which reminds me when I was listening again to the backflash where we talked about our grand plans of having our daughters, the two future feminists, sing the theme song. And probably yeah. when people are listening to this, they're like, where are those two girls' voices? They still exist. Yes. I, well, we couldn't actually get – you couldn't get Violet to the studio because of the lockdown. Yes. That's one reason why the girls aren't singing the theme song. But the other is that Sean was just so great. Like, I just love him singing her theme song. Yeah. And I think it, again, goes back to, like, everything is just not a race. Like, you don't have to have the theme song that you want the day that you launch. You know, you have to have something to look forward to and be working towards. If it's, if yeah. you wait till everything's perfect, it will legitimately never happen. So Yeah. The living <laughs> example of Shannon's favorite expression, um, progress, not perfection. But yes. I think Sean's theme song is pretty perfect. Hey, I uh, this is a recommendation. Have you seen this movie called Love, Simon? Okay, I haven't. I know about it and I I know the book. A lot of my students read the book um, and I put it on and tried to watch it with my kids and they just weren't vibing on it. So I should go back to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really beautiful. It's a good one. Yeah, one of my students um, came out because of that book. So, Huh. Yeah. Okay, so what have you got? Okay, so I did my sweet was camping. Yep. And I'll do my sour, but yeah, I'll do my sour. How about I'll do my sour now? Welcome to my sour, which is a recurring sour in my life and so annoying to me that I just, I'm not perfect yet. So fucking annoying, Kelly, Mm -hmm. Um, is my money stuff. And so without going into too much detail and dragging you into the drudgery. My fucking bank account, I looked at it and I had one of those things that happens where somebody's taking money out of your account and you didn't authorize it, like a scam for lack of a better word. Yeah. Oh, no is right. So 
<laughs> judge me if you will, people, but one of my like healing steps is to not look at my bank account obsessively and just trust that the money I make is in my bank account. And when I need to buy something, it is there supporting me, you know, those things. Because the more you stare at your bank account, does not make it increase or decrease your anxiety. <laughs> These are things I know for sure. So I don't don't obsessively do that anymore. And I'm just saying it the way I feel it, whether it's true or not. As a result, I missed this scam happening in my bank account, which has been happening since December. I happened to open it the other day because once in a while you do have to open it. And I was thinking about something. Oh, we had a car repair coming up. That was a little bit more expensive. So I wanted to just make sure and see if I had to move any money around, you know, just doing that. And I happened to open it on the day that this transaction has been happening. So it's not a ton of money. It's less than $100, but it's they've taken it every month for like nine months now. Oh, no. Yeah. Awful. So I screenshot it. I send it to Sean. I'm like, does, does this look familiar to you? He's like, no. He's like, no, I don't know what that is. So I'm like, I'm calling. So I call TD and... Ugh. Your favorite bank. And the thing about TD is like, I actually banked there for so long and I actually have so many friends that have come from there because I used to go every day for business banking. Like the people Mm -hmm. that work there are people, they're humans, they're nice people, but the company as a whole can suck my dick. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so... You're not alone in that feeling, just so you know. I know. I like, I hate saying it because I know Mm. that, you know... Anyways, I go, I call and they transfer me around like three times, fraud department, this department, that department, idiot losers who don't check their bank account department. And Shannon. so then I say, okay, so obviously they're going to open the investigation, do all this bullshit. And then I said something, something, it, it became revealed that they will only refund back 90 days. So I'll get three months back, but it's been happening for longer than three months. Okay, is this few hundred dollars going to change my life dramatically and f- put me in financial ruin? No. To a person like me, is that enough yeah. to send you into a tailspin of like self hate? Um, I wanted to like, I, I was crying. Yeah. And I said to the guy on the phone, like, is there anything we can do about this? And he's like, well, it is your obligation to alert the bank to these things, right? Like, he very much the way he said it was very much like, no, dumb, dumb. Like it's your fault. How's it my fault? And like, okay. So fine. I just said, okay. Cause there's nothing this guy's going to do in that moment. Right. And in my head, I'm already thinking like, I'll contact this person or I'll write a letter or I'll find a way to get that money back. Like I'm like a dog with a bone. Right. And the human people that I know at the bank have always pulled through for me and done lots of wonderful, helpful personal touches to help me with my banking. (laughs) Um, So I left that phone call just feeling honestly like a bag of shit, a bag of Um, shit. And like, it just brought up all these old feelings for me, right? Like this is why you have to be diligent. This is why you have to look at your bank account all the time. If you don't do it, then look what the universe does. It takes from you. Like it, it wasn't supporting you. Just everything, like I, all those feelings. And Sean and I had to have like a big talk about it, you know, and he's like, I'll just give you that money. Like it doesn't matter. Like, you know, being like, it doesn't matter. Like it, this is that not in the big picture, you know, like trying to reassure me, which yeah, that is true. And I went to the bank and had to get a new card and 
the guy in front of me just happened to also be like raging. At, I wasn't raging to be. He like got mad at the teller and like threw a pen at her. What? <laughs> yeah, he was upset about something unrelated to me, obviously. But then, so by the time I got to the her, I got to that same teller because I had already seen him treating her so horribly. And I wasn't intending to treat her horribly in any by any stretch of the imagination, but it just kind of softened me to be like, yes, it's we're all just humans like doing the best we can. And uh, so it was hard. And I immediately had the feeling of like, this is this is just so me. I don't know if anyone else will understand this, but I was like, I have therapy today. So every couple of weeks I have therapy. And I was like, I should just cancel my therapy. Oh, why did I think that? And that's remember how Heidi told that story. The money, our money guru said when she got laid off from her job, she was like, I should cancel my massage tomorrow. Yeah. Like immediately you think, so there's so much to unpack there, I guess. Obviously I didn't cancel my therapy, but Mm -hmm. why did I think that? And then I just beat myself up more because I'm like, oh good. So take away the thing that would potentially help you. (laughs) So tough. Yeah. But I mean, it's such a trigger for you. Even it's... Very timely because we did you get robbed too? <laughs> no, it's it's because actually when we were recording la- last week, one of the things that came up was that you'd listened to the backflash from last October. Yeah, where you were talking about money mindset and working with Heidi, and then you'd heard that, and then you were really hard on yourself last recording because mm-hmm. because you had never actually I hadn't followed through on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. this checkup. What's happening to you right now reminds me of the image I get is of like two pieces of different metal scraping against each other. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's triggery because mm-hmm. here you go dealing with this really difficult, deep issue from your childhood mm-hmm. around money, trying to take care of it, feeling like you haven't succeeded, not seeing the success that's and the forward movement. And what it what it goes mm-hmm. to show is there's no quick fixes, people. Like no. it, it, you can't Aww. just it, there's no quick fixes and, and what happened to you, Shannon? Sometimes things happen that are beyond our control and they're because there are bad people out there. And I think there's a category of the universe giving us signs and we kind of need that to keep sane. But there's also this category called there is no universe. It's just sort of bad people and chaos and things happening. And that money didn't start coming out of your bank account because you did something wrong or you didn't follow Mm -hmm. up or you didn't go to a, you didn't revert to an unhealthy behavior that you had in your past. You just, you actually took a really huge step. You let go of something and this thing has come up. And if you want to say anything about the universe, it's just the universe showing you something to go, how are you going to handle this? And you have every right to be angry with the bank angry with the person who did who has taken advantage of of you and your family by stealing this money and that anger is legitimate i think you're doing a great job and whatever nonsense i'm saying to you right now but <sighs> probably your therapist will make you feel better no everybody does and and i'm not i have done enough work to know like yes what you're saying and i was able to like cry and then put it behind me but it still sucks. It just sucks. It just is a, yeah. And I like what you said about like, perhaps this is actually the universe just saying like, see, something happened and you didn't die. You're not dying. (laughs) Like you can bounce back. You can bounce back. Yeah. Yeah. And I will. You know what? I have, um, if this is a good time to do this, uh, we've got a suite. We've got somewhat, but he wrote in. 
A friend of the <gasps> podcast wrote in with a sweet. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's leave our listeners with a sweet to inspire them to share their sweets mm-hmm. with us. Yeah. Or sours. Yeah. Oh, there's something I was going to say before I read this sweet. I just want to say maybe this is my micro sour. I heard somebody say the other day that Ontario has been in lockdown longer and more than any other place in place the world. on Earth. At any yeah, Toronto specifically. <laughs> Toronto specifically. Yes. Yes. Oh God, no wonder we're so effed up. Like a we're so effed up. It's ridiculous. I know. Oh my I God. know. Where was I that people didn't have masks on? And I was like, what the F? Oh, uh, summer camp pickup. So at the Y, yeah. everybody had their masks on for like drop off and pick up, even though it's all outside. Like I don't step foot in the Y. Parents, counselors, kids, everyone had masks. Soccer yeah. camp, totally opposite. Parents yeah. were all over the place, no masks. I don't know why. I don't, I don't have any idea what, like, I don't know why. Isn't that just strange? I guess because the Y is more formal. Just felt weird. I think so. And also we got trained a little bit. At one point, I remember if you were standing in line outside to get into a grocery store or something, you had to have a mask on. That was a rule. Uh So we're kind of trained in certain ways. And it's like this thing at the theater where people walked in and then they sat down and they took off their masks because it's like they're being at a restaurant, but I'm sure nobody told them that. Anyway, to the suite. So this this is from a really great friend of the podcast who's reached out to us a number of times and uh, is local to Stratford, as you will hear in the suite. Now, let me just uh, find where does it... This was written, I think, uh, July the 4th, maybe. Okay. I think we got this message after Shannon had her colossal, vulnerable... Uh um, Uh-oh. what were you crying about? <laughs> Something. I think I, I think I was just overwhelmed one day. Yeah, but no, it was about feeling like you weren't good enough. It was after that oh. podcast. Okay, here it is. I wanted to share a sweet with you. Such a little thing that really made my day and made me feel as though we are heading for better days. I got groceries at Sobeys in Stratford, which I know well, my usual <laughs> spot. For the past year, they have not been bagging for customers who bring their own reusable shopping bags. It was really hard at first. I felt so stressed out trying to bag all my stuff while people were waiting behind me. Such a silly thing to stress about, but I'd be in a full sweat by the time I was finished. I understand that, yeah. Uh, Yeah. I've gotten quite good at it by now, if I do say so myself. (laughs) Small victories, small yeah. victories. Yeah, and imagine like she's got kids and all that stuff. Anyway, the sweet was is that today they offered to bag for me. I can't tell you how wonderful that felt. Such a small little thing really made my day. It's not even small. Like it's, it's just like yeah, yeah. Now since I've gotten good at bagging myself. I love this part. The OCD in me came out a bit as things weren't packed exactly as I would have done it. LOL. But I'm just going to have to let that go. Anyway, thanks again for putting yourselves out there. Really enjoyed hearing about your ups and downs. I laughed and cried right along with you both. XO. XO back at you, baby. XO and I'm the you. worst grocery bagger in the history of grocery bagging. <laughs> and... I don't want to burst anyone's bubble, but I'm like 99% sure that that's a small town thing because they don't bag here very much at all. Everything's like self-checkout and like Mm -hmm. express checkout and 
yeah, they maybe Loblaws, but like no frills and shit. Nope. They just like, they want bags. Just throw them at you. Like it, yeah. there's nobody begging. <laughs> yeah. They, I think so. Sobeys is maybe one of the, one last of the only ones. And I don't go or, to Sobeys. So maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I get it because also because it's Sobeys and they used to bag, they don't have those like ramps where you can forward your, your groceries oh, along as you bag yes. and you stand at the end. There's that little, there's a little turnstile with, yeah, that with, sucks. It's not a lot of room. And it's really relatable because um, very. I, we've all just been through that. And it's very catch-up-y. It's very catch-up-y because it's like mm-hmm. one more thing I have to do that no one will help me do. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, catch-up-y. That came up again like yesterday, last time. Yeah. Hashtag catch-up-y. I mean, <laughs> I think we found that maybe the title of our uh, podcast for this week. Catch-up-y. Yeah. Well, Kelly, I love you. I love you too. I love you so much. And yeah. uh, I can't wait to see you. And we're going to have gonna happen. In, we're going to have dinner in early August. We're going to hopefully you. maybe record this podcast on your front porch. I don't know how we're going to do it because I don't know how the mics are going to work. Oh, Sean gonna... will figure it out. And well, not on my front porch. You can come into my fucking table. It's all good. Um, <gasps> but it'll be so great. And it just, yes, it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. And we'll talk more about that off air. How about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's just say, yeah. Uh, I want to just thank our listeners. I just want to send you all the love, whatever feelings you're feeling, just they're fine. They're good. They're honorable. You need to, to notice them and do the things you need to do to deal with them for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also write review and subscribe to our podcast thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i love hearing from you uh anybody wants to share anything that is great and please tell your friends about the podcast if you've been yeah. enjoying this doesn't need to be please. your private little well-kept secret i know i tend to do that with podcasts you can spread the word and spread the love and uh yeah and good luck in the coming week and we will um we'll be right back there for you next saturday yeah Okay, love you. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.